On that land shall darkness prevail and light expire. A prospective Keyblade Master should know this. The gazing eye sees the fate of the world. The future is already well, I bet made. you there's a lucky emblem here. Got it memorized. A Kingdom Hearts recap podcast that, uh, oh, oh shit. we didn't. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, I guess we're still doing it, so we still it still counts. Four, Kingdom Hearts still, Four still hasn't come st- out. We are still trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts Four comes out. You might even figure out what's going on. Maybe I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? Uh, pretty good. Um, apparently the secret to getting questions is to say, "Hey, I never get questions." And then everyone and we got a bunch you, of questions. Then, huh? then, then you get an email from one person with ten, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I get it now. I've cracked the code. It's groveling." <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, I, I have questions. We're going to talk about some secret reports uh, that you you may have gotten if you did all the battle gates in the post game of Kingdom Hearts three. Um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just in lore we're in lore town. It's been a long time. We haven't done uh this is this is our return to the Ansem report. The, there's there's something that I want to talk about in this episode and it's something that made me furious. Do you want to start um, with it? That's what I'm asking. Do you want what kind of energy you want to start with? You want to start with positive energy or you want to start with uh righteous fury? Uh I do have a question that I was prepared to start with, but I kind of want your righteous fury first and then I'll use this to reground us. Okay. Um, I'm going to read, we're going to take things, take things back to a little game called Kingdom Hearts colon birth by sleep. Uh huh. Oh yes. You did say you were going to look back at older reports. This is from Xehanort's report number eight. My brother pupil Ericus thinks only in absolutes. He has persuaded himself that light is the only way, but he forgets that light cannot exist without shadow. I believe a balance of light and darkness is what sustains our world, but too much of the darkness has been stamped out, disrupting that balance. Someone must tear down this tyranny of light and reorganize the world around the darkness, which then creeps back in. What? <laughs> Fuck! No! This is not what you said in the new game! Uh-huh. Just a little bit of casual retconning. Do you think, do you think, like... They just assume nobody read that shit. Because, <laughs> like, I definitely I did. didn't until we made this show. Yeah. I definitely never read those goddamn reports. I read them when I played the games, but, like, I didn't play all the side games until sure, we did yeah. this show. So I, there were, like, a lot of dots I couldn't connect. But, like, in the games that I played, I mean, this sort of shit is what I eat up is, like, in-game books. That's why yeah. I like Elder Scrolls so much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I knew there was something last week. I knew there was something where he said somewhere that he wants there to be, he wants the balance of light and darkness to be edged more towards darkness. And well, then in this the, game, the he does the report, exact opposite. The phrasing of that report is like, y'all, there's, there's not enough darkness for it to be a balance. So like more darkness to put it back in balance. But again, it's still, that's still not but, really what he's saying in three. Right. 
Right. What he says in three is that like he wants to give the light another chance because like darkness won this time. Yeah. No, if you wanted the light to have another chance, then like it, it had the chance. You were disappointed in its successful chance. Yeah, it's just compl- it is just entirely contradicted by and, this. Unless, and that- well, no, because that's the Xehanort that unless young Xehanort tells old man Xehanort new shit. But then it's still we don't get that. How could he? What what info does Youngie have that Oldie don't? I don't know. He so the Youngie gets info from the disembodied heart. So and like there's so there's so much that's just not on screen, you know? Uh-huh. We're just we just have to assume so many things. We know so little about the Keyblade War. <laughs> Only that it was just <laughs> the beginning. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's why I'm furious because this game could and that's the thing, is he has no reason to lie here in Xehanort's report number eight, because presumably this is his fucking journal. So it's not like, oh, he was lying to us all along. He was actually a good guy. Yeah. No, why would he lie in his fucking journal? So then you do presume that he's lying in Kingdom Hearts 3, at which point... Why? Uh, why? And also, why does he like give up when he does, if that's the case? And also, also, what does he have to gain but like it's just a terrible end for the character if you assume he's lying because it's like yep bad guy was bad until the end and he well, said yeah, good things like, but they were wrong if it, you read the report in birth by sleep you know the re- like no that, well, there's no way that's well, let's what it's think intended. about peak of cinema sam raimi spider-man and you get hell yeah you get uh you get the green goblin being like hey i just i just want to be good after all and then he and then he's like secretly doing the shit with this uh jet pad and tries to kill Spidey, and he kills himself. He is cursed for his hubris. That's how you do that. That's how you do the, <laughs> ah, I'm lying, and then I'm going to use it to get it over. Not, ah, I'm lying. Hey, there's my ex-boyfriend. I guess it's fine. I'll just go. <laughs> like, that's, if he's lying, that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, if, if, he's, if he's not lying, we have no basis for this change of heart and or motivation. Correct. And that's frustrating. Kingdom Hearts... Be better than this. It sure is. Speaking of things better than this, Repliku69 asks, do you think Repliku will make a return in Kingdom Hearts 4? No, he's fucking gone! <sighs> this is, of course, from Plakwas, uh, who asked us this exact same question, and when we said no before, Nomura spited us and brought Repliku back in 3. I'm... I'm... Le- I, I doubt. I genuinely don't think we'll see Repliku again. This felt like a solidified end to his uh, sad I felt defeat. Like le- <laughs> I feel like last time felt like a more solidified end of the character than this time. Really? He, f- he, yeah, he floats. He's like, you know, it's someone else's turn to get a chance, or like someone else needs this chance more than I do right now, or whatever. Like, that's no, no, his no. Thing I, I mean, not, three like, is three. Is, I think three is more solid than Chain of Memories for him ending. Yeah, and I'm disagreeing. Oh, it, three okay. ends with him like giving the chance to nominate, and then he floats off. But there's nothing that prevents him from finding another replica. Sure vessel and hopping right in there like before the reason it felt so solidified before because like dude fades into darkness and with the exception of sora turning into a heartless and turning back we had like no precedent for anyone returning from that fate um that felt like a death i know that there is a way in which repliku can come back it's pretty obvious because he could have done it in this one yes um but he gave that to someone else and so nothing like all i have to do is cook up another replica and they're all set yeah, and it seems like his his conclusion in in Chain of Memories was, you know, he was trying to prove that he was his own person and he couldn't and he, you know, he beefed it. And then he he had another shot 
with the real person and this time he's not antagonistic with it and he's like you know what's important to me is nominee and i think i like he he is would rather just call it here you know end on a high note instead of continuing to live and looking exactly like Riku but younger <laughs> so i, I don't could know. see it going i i could definitely see it going either way i could definitely see Replicu not coming back for the reason that you cite that it is like a more positive send off yeah, for I, the I character just, than last time. I just really like the arc of him striving to protect Namine and like much like I like it with Sora. I like the these memories may be fake, but I still mm-hmm. have this resolve to protect her. And I like Replicu's, I like that too. I like Replicu's arc ending on protecting Namine instead of um just being sad and disappearing because you're a copy of someone else like like it it, it repliku is one of the few characters in this game given agency i even if it that, doesn't make sense for him to say nah i don't need a body like when we know right. there are more it's still like his choice surely he knows there's more the thing is that i agree with you completely that this is this would be a great place for the character like to end. I just no, I've just been burned too many times by Kingdom Hearts, and I know that they can't fucking stop. They can't. They like gotta bring them back. You know, like well, luckily there's I, no I, replica who stands out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just know, like this would be a great send off for the character, and I would love it if we never saw Replica again. Not because I don't like Replica, but because I think the story's done. Right. Well, we we had. But similar... I said that about so many characters, and all of those characters came back. Yeah, we and had, so I we would had not be surprised at all if he came about back. About Shion, and then and Roxas. Yeah, and, uh, and I the... mean Axel coming back is kind of dumb too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question about that too. If you wanna, if you wanna jump to it, or if you wanna Let's segue. Segue. Uh, this one comes in the email. Ali asks. So y'all have mentioned before not being fans of the redemption arc Axel slash Lee is given, and honestly, same. I'm wondering if you could make any adjustments to his storyline to improve his arc in your eyes. How would it go? Um, so mm. I, let's, let's say you're locked and he's coming back. We got to sell that merchandise. Axel is yeah. back. How do you make it good? The first step, he does not train with Kyrie. <laughs> uh, how, how, mu- how much adjustment can I do? Can I adjust Kingdom Hearts 2? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's where it's, it's introduced that he is trying to redeem himself. Um, I, I will yeah. say we had a a slight remark on Axel's interaction with Kyrie when we did a Patreon episode about uh, reimagining Kingdom Hearts, but Kyrie having agency, which mm-hmm. I think there was another question from someone about the treatment of uh, Kingdom Hearts' woman characters. And I think my only remark is we went into that a lot in a Patreon episode. So I don't know. Right. I won't yeah. belabor it again here, but the reason his redemption doesn't work for me is not that everything post his turn his change of heart isn't heartfelt and isn't um emotionally impactful because i generally think that like they do the work to make him like i don't know what else you could do after that to make him like more likable it's just what they did prior to that makes it so that i am immune to that added likability Namely, so, so if he just by didn't... making him just like kidna- kidnap the only female character again, like I'm gonna like, and then just like just because just he wipe. died nice, yeah. I'm supposed to he's n- I'm supposed to think he's not a misogynist and a kidnapper and all these things. Like, yeah, they they seem to think that his motivation being to get Roxas back is considerably more powerful than how gross it is to to kidnap mm-hmm. Kyrie, who is 
never had agency in these games and that problem continued into three and uh her pretty much just absence from the other side games outside of baby Kyrie and, and birth by sleep which is not really an exception to the rule just she's in it but yeah i think i, I if, if he just didn't kidnap her if he just had literally any other way of trying to get roxas back it'd probably be fine I, right, I and I'm think. trying to think of what that I'm trying to think of what that is that still keeps that character's general that still keeps the character's general arc intact. Like yeah, he has he's still to go selfish. to some other de- he still has to go through some other desperate measure that is a rebellion against the organization in an attempt to bring Roxas back. And I think you can do that with like maybe teaming up with like Maleficent or something to try and like bring the darkness out of Sora again so that he can turn him into a nobody. Like I don't know, some something like that. Directly fight Sora. Like yeah, his, yeah, the, yeah. His, that his, confrontation. Yeah, yeah. His method, uh, like he doesn't really interact with Sora except for at the end, where he's like, "Hey, sorry about the fucked up shit I did," and and like the reason so- uh, Sora is quick to forgive him is because Roxas is in there, presumably. Well, imagine, imagine like he shows up more. Like, I know, I know you, I know you go to the same place in that same like basement of the mansion in twilight town where you fight mm-hmm. axel originally and then it's like shortly after that that you find him as sora in the sort of the lane between there yeah but man it would be so much more impactful if you either fought him in that basement as sora or you fought him um in the sandlot where you fought him as roxas like repeating that and then having having axel be like much tougher um but also at some point like he in, in some cutscene or something, he, he falters because like he has a memory of trying to get trying to bring Roxas's memory back in the same way that now he's like doing that same thing again. But he's somehow farther away than he was back at the beginning of the game. And he's still fighting for that same thing. And it's even more futile like that would be a heartfelt way to make me feel for this character that's actively trying to stop the progression of my main character. Like uh-huh. that does it. right? Yeah, that, that sounds really poignant. And I think it could there's a scene in Kingdom Hearts 2 where Axel is trying to give Sora information like, hey, I, was, I did this, but then the, re- the organization fucked me up, so now Kyrie is just kidnapped by someone that uh, is even worse than me, uh, but it's, you know, his fault. Uh, and he is interrupted in that scene by Syax, and I think, like, really playing off the Syax-Axel shit when... Uh, Axel is dealing with the futility of trying to get Roxas back would be incredibly powerful. Because, <laughs> like, Syax like, is, is kind of the, the most recurring organization member that strings Sora along mm-hmm. outside of Axel, who's in, you know, everything he does kind of sucks. Uh, and then, like, if, if you change those circumstances, I don't think you need to change anything about the... It's not a problem... It's not really a problem with the redemption arc. It's a... The problem is that they did a redemption arc after he did the bad. Yeah, the, like, like a particular after the bad specific thing. things that he did. I would keep the rest of the details the same. There's or there's really no accountability for it. Like Axel does like yes, go, that's the thing that sucks. He goes down swinging, but it's so disconnected. And Sora's just like it's fine afterwards. And then they train together, and it's just like there's a lot of notes that just leave really really bad taste in my mouth. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like yeah, you take you take the kidnapping of Kyrie out of it. And then maybe Sora is like beating Axel and then Syax comes to finish off Axel because that's, you know, the organization's goal. And then that's where Axel goes down swinging and mm-hmm. gives Sora some vital information. Uh, and then mm-hmm. if, I think fighting Syax twice uh, gives 
a shit ton of benefit to 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 his arc being the second to the last person. No, I think fight. we just wrote Nomura that second act he so desperately needs. He never fucking does it. And you know, there's so many relationships that you could solidify if you just wrote a goddamn second act. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ugh. I feel like that uh, as I'm describing this, like make Syax matter more. They did it retroactively by having Roxas fight him in days, but. Mm-hmm. That game's not as fun as two. As much as I don't think two is as fun as everyone else thinks it is. Anyways, we should talk about these secret reports. So I guess I, I'll go ahead and dive into this first one. Um, you you unlock these secret reports uh, after you beat Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, it reveals to you that there's a bunch of battle gates that have opened up in the worlds that you can return to. They're just hard combat challenges, and each one gives you uh some some little reports, and they're all from different people. The, the first one is quoted to unknown. The wiki is telling me that this is uh, assumed to be the, the girl that is mentioned as tested upon through the, the weird subplot in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, that's kind of obvious in the text of it, but it reads as follows. Am I alive? I awoke in a cell, alone, until the researchers came with their tests and their prodding to uncover my identity. I have no answer to offer them. Four friends and a key. That is the sum total of my memory. I could not even recall my name. I was simply called X there. My only solace was the time I spent with the two boys who would visit from time to time. One day, a man came to take me from the prison. I could not see him from the darkness, save that he wore an eye patch. Even now, years on, I feel no closer to understanding who or what I am. May my heart be my guiding key. Quoted to unknown. A lot of questions about this one. So the eye patch, that's probably Ziggy. Um, the two boys, we can assume that's uh, Syax and Lee. So this is birth by sleep time. But the the, the big question is whom? Whomst? Um, and, and four friends and a key that, you know, that could be some union leaders. I got a wrinkle for you. Give me that wrink. You know who else got eye patch? Arguably, depending on your definition of eye patch. You gonna say Diz? Yeah, yeah, and and they do they do hint that uh, Ansem the Wise knows some shit about her, and that's why he stopped his research. It would also give a re- like, it would also give more motivation beyond just that he wanted to get edgy. Why he would adopt a second persona if he thought like there was no way of her atoning him? in as right because he is the one that imprisoned her. So what if then he gets kicked out and then comes back and he, as and Diz he likes, and is like yeah he puts on this weird mummy outfit and then mm-hmm. saves her i think we i think what you're suggesting that the eye patch person is zigbar uh slash lushu is more likely but it's it's more distinctly an eye patch and if it is in fact yes. someone from unchained uh lushu being involved makes sense um absolutely but you know either way i i i, I think I, I almost feel like I don't want more Diz content because I feel like he can't be redeemed and I don't really want to mm-hmm. see more attempts of him trying to do that. But also Kingdom Heart probably going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so four friends and a key. May my heart be my guiding key. That's a lot of uh, Unchained references. And they, they were just, she was just called X. Yeah, it's a tracking device. Uh-huh. But I guess that, yeah, then the question is like, I mean, who do you think it is? There's people who think it's Ava. There's people who think it's Scald. Uh, apparently, so I'd mentioned before Scald having uh, like a star motif and me just saying, I don't actually know what that means. I've just been told it. 
Um, apparently, there's uh-huh. some stuff on her outfit and I think her keychain or something. Let me just pull up a picture of Scold. My, not the, here are my thoughts on all of those theories. Lamb. Don't think it's Ava. The reason I don't think it's Ava is because the it foretellers translates to debt from Swedish. Cool. The foretellers are they come off as being to to me at least as if they're supposed to be adults with the exception of Gula. Gula seems like a kid. Mm-hmm. The rest of them seem like adults. The original foretellers. There are some scars on her skirt. So so the the implication is that her stars would pair as a as a uh, trio with uh, Lee's sun imagery and Syax's moon That's cool. imagery, and they they would be they would be the I don't know space trio or some shit. This, this game loves groups of threes. I think all that information has actually convinced me that experimented upon person that knew Syax and Axel probably is Scald and is a different person than Mystery Star in Final World that I still think is Strelitzia. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There's a lot of... So many people were convinced at first that they had to be the same person. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the mystery star has so much evidence for... Yeah, that's probably Strelitzia, and she's probably talking about Marluxia. And then mm-hmm. there's so many things that would line up for this to be Scold, who was uh, ex- experimented upon and lost her memory of Unchained. Um, I don't... Yeah, because I really don't think it's uh, uh, Ava. But... Here's another thing. Ventus also ends up around the same time there with no memory of Unchained somehow. So some uh, there being where uh, the world of Kingdom Hearts. OK, uh, gotcha. I gotcha. I just wasn't sure if you meant somewhere in particular. You no, know, like like we, we at some point Ventus shows up in, uh, and is trained by Xehanort and then split in half. And he meets Lee and Isa in, in Daybreak Town and they sneak off to the castle. Ventus would be the same age as Skull, right? Like, they, they probably ended up out of whatever happened in Unchained the same way. Um, or roughly the same age. So, I don't know. They're, they're there together. So. Right. <laughs> and the, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think there's a. There, there will probably call back to that shit if it's Skull um, to, to knowing Ventus or whatever. But I think since we know Ventus ended up in these in these places not knowing shit i think there's definitely basis for it being scold and uh seeing those other characters more am i reading secret report 2 now yeah go for it this is called mark of mastery journal by xehanort now am i doing this in old xehanort voice how how old oh uh, well, let me when does he's preparing for the mark of mastery this is probably like somewhere between yeah. babyist and young xehanort there are fireworks yeah, so going out outside i apologize oh fun uh, so I'll do this. I'll I'll do my own interpretation of a uh, adolescent Xehanort. Mm-hmm. Some days have passed since I set off on my own journey to prepare for the Mark of Mastery. Examination. Sorry, there was a line break, and I thought there was a period after mastery. Ericus asked for leave to undertake the same pilgrimage, but apparently I am to be the first to tour the worlds written of in the old fairy tales. Hmm. That's interesting. We'll come back to that. Until a few short years ago, I'd only known my own world, a speck of land surrounded by sea. But how I dreamed of, yearned for the world beyond. And, granted guidance from the future, I left that nest behind. That's interesting. It gives a glimpse into how time travel works, I guess, in, in that it's like kind of the whatever happened happened mm-hmm. style. Anyway, as I treaded the path to my master's side... I came in contact with darkness in many forms. I knew even then, as by instinct, terrifying as its power was, it could be harnessed, mastered, 
Ericus is a blue blood, descended from the very first masters in the age of fairy tales. Ericus is a but I did, But I did not come this far to indulge in adulation. I will be his peer, his equal, and to do that, I must learn to wield the power born from both darkness and light in proper balance. Cool, bud. Um, so yeah, there's some interesting stuff there, uh, especially reading this after seeing the Remind trailer. Um, if your brain was going the same place mine was when uh, I wasn't filming in there. Oh, um, where is the exact line? Uh, and oh, it's the, it's the very beginning. He's preparing for the thing. Ericus is leaving for the same pilgrimage, but apparently I, Xehanort, am to be the first to tour the worlds written of in the old fairy tales. Um, so that's fairy tales would be, would be referring to stuff from Unchained. But um, mm -hmm. there's a direct reference to how was the world tour in the Remind trailer. And it oh, is, it is yeah. the Master of Masters asking him that. Um, hmm. So is that just, is their master just mom? Is that just who? And is the Master of Masters asking that of young Xehanort, right? If I remember that scene yeah, correctly yeah, from the trailer? Yeah, it's young Xehanort and his hmm. eyes aren't yellow yet. Huh. So that might be a really old in the timeline clip that we're catching. Um, it is in the Badlands, uh, but we know. That would make sense. We, we know the Badlands is important. For like that's just where Xehanort trains Ventus before, you know, he's split in twain. It's interesting though that their master would be the master of masters. Yeah. Given that we don't know where he went. Somehow that somehow that no name gets in the hands of Xehanort. Yeah, we don't know where he went. We don't know how no name. I guess all right. So the last time we see Lushu in back cover is him in the Badlands with the box. Mm-hmm. But I guess. So the, the trailer is silent, but it really looks like that's the master of masters is like, yeah, not not it's his, his line. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, you do raise a good question. They have the no name in their chess game. They, they look up at it in their chess game. Hmm. Much to think. about. I, I don't know if we have enough information we to don't. speculate, but it's interesting. We don't. And then this line of this line about granted guidance from the future. I left that nest behind. Just Ansem saying, here's how timey travel works. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was cool. uh, approached by his own heart from the future, which in birth in, in we see that happen on Destiny Islands, which is interesting. Um, yep. In is I don't know if it's specifically we see it in Birth by Sleep. I know we see it in Dream Drop. We see like a shot of him on Destiny Islands in Birth by Sleep, and then in Dream Drop we see the actual encounter between him yeah. and the Sacred Heart of Handsome. So they say that that's Xehanort's homeworld, and then he's like, "This island yeah. is a prison." But like, what about Skylight Callum? What about Daybreak Town? Or I well, presumably those are connected, but like. How does he get from point A to uh, point B? Does he learn time travel he, and then go from Destiny Islands to Scala? Uh, that would be my interpretation, yes. Yeah, I guess that makes the most sense. But I guess we'll find out. Also, like... Or we won't. Uh, this sort of implies... He says, until a few short years ago, I'd only known my own world. So... A speck of land surrounded he, by he, sea. Yeah, that's the island. Right. So... Here's the thing, though. That's pretty close Young to civilization. Xehanort, as we... <laughs> Young Xehanort, as we fight him in both Dream Drop Distance and as a hooded figure in Birth by Sleep, is a very adept Keyblade user. Uh, yeah, what's the gap? So how did he learn to do that if that's the... Ver like, do we presume that he learned how to time travel, hung out, trained for a long time, and then did all the Dream Drop Distance time travel -y stuff? Maybe. Playing the long game, I guess. But I guess if he got time travel, you got uh, time. Yeah, who knows? 
Um, is the birth by sleep fight canon? It's a bonus fight in Final Mix. You fight him. Yeah. Yeah. Can you fight him as anybody? He's called or is like it... the unknown stranger or something. Yeah, and he has like the blue keyblade or blue sword or something. Can you fight him as anybody or just Terra? I think it's the whole squad. Okay. I just I feel like I've just seen it as Terra. Um, but yeah, that's uh, some interesting stuff that we descent. Ericus is a blue blood descended from the very first masters in the age of the fairy tales. So uh, here's my hot take. Here's my I'm calling my shot. Ericus is Ephemer's son. Their names are kind of similar. That's all I got for it. That's my basis. Man, I, who, I he's descended from a idea, master. Is that a, is that a foreteller? Is that the new union leaders? I yeah. So I would take descended as descended more loosely, as in like a longer chain than that directly. Uh, well, as as in just not not a not a genealogical descendant, but a descendant in the term of master to teacher, that type of descendant. Yeah, that's also, a good too. man, it gets so confusing because like Ventus is a young boy, then, younger than Ephemer. Uh huh. And also, he's younger. It's just a whole thing. And then thing. he gets shot into this weird time-space continuum somehow that we'll figure out one day. Uh, right now, Unchained is doing some digital shit, so... Yeah. Who knows? Ralph is there. I didn't say the title. He's wrecking it. He's wrecking it. The first secret report was titled Recollections. I didn't say that. Uh, but I'm going to skip. go to three now. Uh, Experiments of the Heart. Notes on Subject X, Excerpt 1. Subject, oh, this is also by Xehanort. Um, yep. But this is like, this would be Apprentice Xehanort. Terranort, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that? That voice is like, Master Ransom. That's it. Subject was found in the central square shortly after dawn. Female, approximately 15 years old. After seven days observation, she, she spoke her first words, but could not provide a name. Subject exhibits signs of profound amnesia and displays concern for which world this is. Her words suggest that she departed her home world with others, though she cannot recall the names of her erstwhile companions. All efforts to explore these memories have met with a rejection response. After her initial experiments on... Oh, sorry. After his exper... Shit! Huh. After his shit. After his shit. After his initial experiments on me, Ansem the Y ceased his research into the heart. His hand stayed by some fear I cannot fathom. Yet this new subject is like me, devoid of memories. She is the perfect sample upon which to continue my master's work. She, too, could benefit from it. By traversing the heart, we have a direct path into memory. I myself have begun to reclaim my lost past thanks to these very experiments. So this is just, um, what's the name of that therapy that gives you false memories? This is that. Hypnotic regression? Yeah, that's it. That's what Ansem's doing. Uh, who is she? Whence has she come? <laughs> it's just the who is she fine. Yeah. Who is she? Uh, I uh, not, not where has she come, but whence has she come? Mm -hmm. These are questions no scientist could ignore. And the words she muttered, may your heart be your guiding key. Honestly, not a lot of questions with this one. It's just no, it's yep. pretty straightforward. Uh, I think it pins down some details that like, yeah, and some experiment on Xehanort. Uh, and then he stopped and then Xehanort wants to experiment on this girl. We know that Xehanort wanted to pick up some research from his master, but we always thought it was just heartless shit. Because uh, that's all, that's what it was. That's what it was explained as before. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Secret Report 4, Experiments of the Heart, Notes on Subject X, Excerpt 2, still by Xehanort, slash Terranort, slash Brentis Xehanort. Subject's memories have not returned, and our conversations remain less than lucid. What fragments can be gleaned evoke a bygone world, like one out of fairy tales. As improbable as it seems, the question may not be where she has come from, but when? 
If she truly has crossed their time, the prospect of probing her heart is all the more compelling. My pilot studies used a handful of subjects, but none possessed the fortitude to endure them. Ultimately, all suffered mental collapse. I know it would be a heavy blow to lose a subject as unique as she. Or, I knew it would be a heavy blow to lose a subject as unique as she. Upon discovering the tests I've been conducting, my master demanded that I cease my work immediately and destroy what research I have compiled. Worse still, he ordered the release of my remaining subjects. She is gone. Where is Subject X now? Has wise Master Ansem hidden her away? More credence to Diz being the person who let her out. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably still not. I wouldn't call that. I would call him a mummy, not an eye patch wearing person. <laughs> Whatever the case... I will not be deterred. I will take her place as the first subject in the grand experiment to come. Cool. Yeah, that's just more things that happened. Um, yeah. Just more context. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read these two memoirs and then maybe do another question. Yeah. So, Seeker Report 5, Memoirs Excerpt 1 from Syax. The castle was a wonderland to us children. Within its walls, Ansem the Wise conducted his research, and the fruits it bore allowed everyone outside to live in peace and happiness. That alone was enough to stoke our interest, though not all of the rumors that escaped its walls were so benevolent. By night, the muffled sounds of human- holy shit. By night, the muffled sounds of human wails emerged. Wail- just the sentence wails emerged is (laughs) making me think of literal wails. But no, it's more like screaming. There was talk of dangerous human experimentation. Lee and I couldn't help but hatch a plot to steal inside and sate our curiosity. The two who stood guard at the gates were researchers themselves, though you wouldn't think it to see them. Massive and barrel-chested as they were, and weirdly silent. (laughs) And slipping past that duo was was only the first hurt. It proved one not easily cleared. We were found and tossed out on our ears time and again. On the day we finally secured our entry, we descended the long spiral stair at the heart of the castle to find a dark space below it lined with cages. There wasn't light enough to see if they were inhabited, and we were in no position to call out to any occupants within. Yet, we could feel it, a definite presence there in the black. Terror washed over us, and we immediately regretted coming. But just as we turned to flee, we heard the faintest of voices. The urge to run was nigh overpowering, but someone or something beckoned us on. There, framed by a tenuous sliver of light we found her is this unheavenly creatures is this amory wars this i mean a kinda there in the black i mean and some prison escape yeah i'm just saying the star supremacy of ansem the wise yeah uh (laughs) me their son ventus (laughs) Uh. well vaxus definitely is a nobody we confirmed that fuck Secret report number six, it's memoirs excerpt two, still Syax. Wait a minute. Unless you had stuff to say about excerpt one. Wait a minute. Eh? These are pinned by Syax, not yep. Issa. Uh... And it says Lee. Yes. Yes. So, so when is he, so it's just him writing this way after the fact. Okay. That's what a memoir is, yeah. That makes more sense. I was very confused for a second. When is he writing these, I wonder? Uh, probably just he's hanging out in, he's either... On day Either 37 as, of 358. Right, or, or more recent than that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this is Memoirs Excerpt 2, Secret Report 6, also by Syx. It was too dim to make out her features. We spoke to her in hush, hushed whispers. Who was she? Why was she imprisoned here? She had no answers for us, had no memories at all. 
She was an enigma, but I knew I wanted to help her. So we continued our infiltrations. Most of them stopped short at the castle gates. When we did manage our way inside, we spoke with her. That was all the comfort two children like us could offer. But Lee had other ideas. He was determined to free her. We slipped into the castle that day knowing only that we wanted, with all our hearts, to save her. But we did not find her inside that day, or the next, or any subsequent visits. Had she been moved? Had we simply imagined her? Lee and I knew there was only one way to be certain. And so we stand before the castle gates today, not as trespassing children, but in order to become Ansem the Wise's newest apprentices. Cool. So that couldn't be Diz then, if Ansem the Wise is still doing his shit. That's true. Um, the biggest question is, like, when this happens, in ter- like, in relation to what happens in Birth by Sleep for me. I would assume that it is close to there. Like, I would, I would it assume- seems pretty concurrent, because the last scene we see of these two idiots in Birth by Sleep is them looking at the castle. Mm-hmm. Which, at the time, we were just like, okay, yeah, they both end up nobodies. Yeah. <laughs> so, got, got it. But yeah, so that's, those are those. Let's, let me pick out another question. Yeah. I got, I got some questions that have cl- clear answers, actual logistical questions. <laughs> Love uh, it. That we can answer definitively based on the text. So, another one from Ali. Did the original Riku ever actually meet Namine, or does Repliku just count enough as Riku to qualify them as the same relationship. Does Riku have those memories that Repliku made, or am I forgetting something? Um, R- Riku does meet Namine briefly at the end of Chain, where she offers to seal away the darkness, and he turns her down. Yes. Uh, he also interacts with her... In days. In, in, right, in 358. And so yeah. as a result, like, kind of the beginning of 2. Mm-hmm. Like, not on screen, but presumably she's there uh he is with her on screen in two in final mix oh right in the final mix yep yeah but he's like hooded the entire time and kind of handsome and it's kind of it's it's easily forgettable um mm-hmm. but i do like this question of does riku have the memories that repliku had because Re- no you don't th- you don't think he got any of that like i'm thinking no. i'm thinking like in three where riku's in the darkness and repliku saves him i oh. wonder if he got anything then uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I interpret that as um, I would inter- the, the, the minute that like Repliku saves Riku and like is living in his heart, essentially, I would guess that they could they kind of can heart communicate about whatever they so desire about yeah. whatever stories and memories they each have. So at that point, yeah. sure. But prior to that, I would say no. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that specific moment um, as, as maybe or just in the way that Sora inherently picks up some of Roxas's emotions. Riku would yeah. inherit the the similar sort of uh, desire to protect Namine, which we see him going to her at the end of the game in the credits. Um, and I and I think this is another case of like the theming works. Whether even if the like specific lore beats don't make as much sense, but right, it, it is get it might mean more to the audience than it does to the characters, and that's fine. Yeah, that's that's completely fine. Here's a question from Andrea. Who is the muffled voice that talks to Riku in the darkness? That's Rapliku. We actually just talked about that. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then another one from, from them. Uh, could you try to clarify the difference between time traveling and hopping world lines? And is a digital version considered a world line? And this is messy in the text, I would say. Because especially since there's like kind of multiple instances of time traveling now. I consider world lines 
we don't have a lot of explanation of what those are. Pretty much that term only comes up in Unchained, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Yeah. But it seems to be a, a world that is not completely the world it's supposed to be. I, I interpret it as different variate like different variations of the same world so Mm. perhaps we could consider the different versions of all the worlds sora and riku go to in dream drop distance as different world lines even though one is just the sora's dream of them um i and then we can consider if like the new world that ephemer makes as being a different world than the one a different world line than the one where the uh, four new union leaders go on to keep doing their thing as a separate world line. I think that's just a catch-all term for diverging timelines or diverging uh, or or different levels of reality. I guess yeah. it's, it's sort of a term for both of those. At least it, it's vague because we've only seen it used in a few instances, and mm-hmm. those instances are specifically shrouded in confusion um, mystery confusion because we're not really supposed to know what that means yeah, yet, i we, don't think the most clear example we've seen is the enchanted dominion that is like mostly data that uh was made to trap right. maleficent and it was like this world isn't above the world line i think was the phrasing so i would i i they what was there they asked uh is a digital version considered a world line and i think it would I think that's just a different usage of the term where it'd be like a digital version is like not above the world line and is not considered the same, but it has similar properties as we've seen in recoded. I think I, I mean, if I'm being real, I don't think we have enough to answer this question, but what I said before is the closest I can get to it. Yeah. There's very little knowledge on world lines thus far. And then time travel would just be in, in my construction that I said previously, time travel would just be, traveling in time within that mm-hmm. version of that world yeah with with the way that like people from unchained are are launched and some we don't know how but the way that they're they end up in roughly birth by sleep time i think there might be some time shit there it might be like some weird mix of time and world lines that's certainly implied by i don't know if it was just the last one we read but the one before uh like two before that where uh Xehanort says that he thinks that X traveled through time. Yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's that happening at the same time with Ventus. We know uh Lark Lark scene and uh Marluxia or well they're they're somebody's uh end up here to, to become nobodies and presumably Dimix and Luxord or Luxord are also tied to the the old world, the Keyblade War. Let's let's go back. I I like I got some more, but let's make some more headway with secret reports. Okay, this is... Uh, oh, wait, is it your turn to read or mine? Uh, it is my turn. We okay. are on seven. Uh, on the replica program and reanimation. By Vexen. Oh, you have the better Vexen, though. There's, like, several Vex. Oh, there's, like, two Vexens and two Ienzos, and I'm not going to make you read all four. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Following my erasure and my recompletion as human, I did not awaken right away. Perhaps the damage was exceptionally grave. Even after waking, I remained in bed, pondering my next course of action. In my work on the replica program for the organization, I produced some 20 vessels. Most of the early results were failures, not one of them granted a number. My first success to emerge from that early lot was the Riku replica. Subsequently, Shion, number one, was essentially indistinguishable from a natural human, though she became unstable due to influence of others. 
Using those two as my foundation, I worked to construct a number of nigh-perfect replicas. But just as they neared completion, my efforts were cut short. I suspect Xehanort aims to use both the initial lot as well as the unused replicas from my later work. I arose today and decided to walk out in the square, my first outing in some time. Yet my stroll was interrupted when a surprising visitor appeared with an unexpected offer. Though younger than me, he'd risen to become Zimnus's right-hand man. I accepted his terms and became a nobody once more. Easier to gain access to the old replica program that way. Whatever it takes to atone. You think that's young, Xehanort? Um, Who's, who would be Zimnus's right-hand man that's young? It would have to be because... Either that or... I don't think it would be Vanita. If, if, if it were Zem... Uh, I think he'd say some shit about a weird helmet, not this person's younger than me. Yeah. If it were if it were Zemnus, he would just say that. If it were Ansem, Ansem doesn't seem significantly younger than Vexen, so... Mm-hmm. Yep, probably young Xehanort. Probably. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, no... Th- it's interesting that he points out that there's multiple replicas that... Uh, and, like, Xehanort plans to use. Like, he's already made a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Not that he's out there cooking a bunch now. But yeah, he continues that in the next uh, report. Which I'll read at Secret Report... Number eight, the, quote, real, unquote, organization. Also by Vaxen. Zehanort seeks to gather 12 vessels, which, together with his true, actual self, he considers the real organization 13. Now that he has the numbers he needs, Demix and I are being treated as reserves. Several others who serve Zemnis in the old organization have followed the same course as mine, electing to abandon their newly restored humanity and rejoin the real organization as nobodies. But not Zemnis. Zemnis cannot exist in the present because there is already a Zehanort here, the old man in charge. The old man's humanity prevents his heartless and nobody. Others vanquished in the past. That's a strange construction of that sentence, but I know what he means. He means that these two were... Destroyed in the past. Zemnis, I'll just read this in normal voice. Zemnis, I'm going back just so we have clarity. Zemnis cannot exist in the present because there is already a Xehanort here, the old man in charge. The old man's humanity prevents his heartless and nobody, others vanquished in the past, and his younger self from being denizens of this time. That confirms that why I was wrong about my guess about young Xehanort, that he's just time traveling. Mm -hmm. So we'll go on here. To circumvent this, Zehanort is using the prototype replicas I created in the past as containers, plucking his other selves' hearts from the time they existed. Zehanort ordered me to refine the prototypes, to make them closer still to the real thing, perfecting my creations so they may house true, flesh-and-blood human suits my own purposes as well. All that remains for my atonement is to devise a way to pass on as many of these vessels as I can to those who truly deserve them. There, so, yes. Why is there a request for citation on flesh-and-blood human in this <laughs> wiki? It's, it's in there. Uh-huh. It's weird. All right. It's a weird wiki detail. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... This does confirm that the three that are vessels are ans- uh, sorry, the three that are replicas are Ansem, Zemnis, and Young Xehanort. Mm-hmm. That's how he gets them all in one spot. Good to know. Cool. Uh, Seeker Report 9, Ansem Code Conspectus? Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, Wheels, do you, you know weird words. Is this one of them? Nope, I'm going to Google it, though. All right, Conspectus Excerpt 1, written by Ienzo. A summary or overview of a subject. Cool. I don't know what the fuck the Ansem Code is. We're about to... Oh, wait, I do. Yeah, you do. I do know. It just, it reminded me so much of Toa Code. 
because <laughs> I have. There's just, no written Toa code. There is no written Toa code. Uh, I have poured over. Oh, what's the Enzo sound like? I have poured over. The, I have poured over the data. I have poured over the data my master entrusted to Riku. Here, I offer my p preliminary conclusions. Within Sora's heart are three compartmentalized boxes, each containing the heart of another. One box holds Roxas. Boxes. I'll call it boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Another holds a second heart that has been with Sora nearly as long. The third held its heart for much longer. These hearts have melded with Sora's and no longer have voices of their own. Any attempt to mechanically extract them could prove as dire for Sora. First, a vessel for each heart must be ready. Then, a spark of some sort is required to induce its waking. Obviously, the ideal solution is to restore each heart to its own body, but... Whatever the case for the two unknown individuals, Roxas possesses no such thing. The same is true for Namine, who we believe resides in Kairi's heart. Still, if alternate bodies can be secured for them, all their hearts require to be awakened is that spark. People they cared for, and who cared for them, who can show them the way home. Complete and perfect digitization of the heart is impossible. We can only hope to partially reconstruct it. Thus, I see no way forward but to extract the hearts we so desperately need from within Sora. Fortunately, the data stored in Twilight Town contains a near-perfect record of the memories of those who lived there. And for Roxas and Namine especially, this is crucial. Cool. So that's just in the game. We don't need a report for that. <laughs> yeah, what's the last thing? Fortunately, the data stored in Twilight Town contains a near-perfect record of the memories of those who lived there. Uh, what does that mean? So it has a, like, you can, you can look at what your old save file in Data Twilight Town and be like, alright, so Roxas was close to these people those seven days oh okay and i guess nominate two which like even though they weren't they were digitized they weren't data they were in like i guess the the way that the data twilight town worked it just kind of stored that which is fine it's not that it's not that bullshit for kingdom heart mm -hmm. okay i'm satisfied i'm gonna move on to secret report number 10 ansem code conspectus excerpt 2 also by ianzo as for how to contain their hearts, the only conceivable option is the replicas. If we transfer in the digital memories from the Twilight Town archive, the replicas should be able to reconstruct each individual's human appearance with near-perfect results. Then, their hearts need only the right spark to wake them, so they may find their way out of Sora and Kairi and into those newly made bodies. The replica program was truly revolutionary, but it was in incomplete at the time of the old organization's dissolution. Without Evan, how are we to further the research? We need only three replicas. One for Roxas, one for Namine, and one for the unknown stowaway within Sora's heart. These are difficult quandaries, but as I work through my master's data, I find myself remembering the taste of ice cream. <laughs> Don't we all? When I was a boy, he would bring me some when we took walks together. There will be time to regret my betrayal later. For now... My focus must be on restoring Roxas and Namine, and proving my master had good intentions. Oh, Ienzo, you deserve better. Oh. No real questions there yeah, for me. No, that's just more of that. So the last three reports are observations from, uh, it is credited to unknown, but according to this wiki, it kind of points out who it probably is, and it probably will be obvious when we read it. I do got one question I want to pose before we get into that. That was asked by Teen Nick on Twitter. Do you think the Yozora game within the toy box world of Kingdom Hearts 3 actually has anything to do with the secret ending? Not the cutscene, but the actual playable minigame. With all the mechs. Mm-hmm. 
there's not much to it, but I did want to think about it. I mean, they make a big deal about those mechs being from that whatever world the Azora's from. Uh-huh. Do you think Yozora is in his world at the final cutscene? Or do you think he is no. also world hopping and he's in this weird uh, Japan? That would be my guess. Yeah. Mine as well. Um, but I, I, I just never considered that playable section in Yozora's <laughs> game. as a, I would just consider that like I a representation just, of Yozora's world. Yeah. Which like, yeah, it's just like, it's a very, it's just a city where shit happens. Um, I don't know. It's probably, I haven't, you know, played it or watched it since I knew that Yozora was going to show up again. But it was something, this is the first time I've heard it be posited as, hey, does that matter at all? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, does it? <laughs> oh, um, there's a lot of other theory questions we got, but I don't know if we have time to think about, like, man, what will, Lu what will Luxor do? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I don't know. The only other one that I think is, like, kind of interesting is uh uh andre well, interesting to interesting and we could answer it we'll put that caveat yeah, like yeah, there yeah. are a lot of interesting questions where we yeah. just go uh? yeah there, <laughs> there was one about who the other traitor among the real organization was that we uh posited before i think some of it got cut from the episode but we i i was really stark that it was syax um and you thought maybe it was someone else i thought terranor mm, yeah um, but we, we did belabor that just kind of sidestepping spoilers, but, uh, another question from Andrea, do you think any of the Xehanorts know about the book of prophecies? Uh, and they reference when young Xehanort says it has been etched. Uh, that's a good point. Don't we know? Isn't that how Maleficent learned about the book of prophecies is that Xehanort supposedly told her? Uh, yes, that so is what yes. I remember from recoded. Now that you mentioned that, that seems more clear cut. So then I would say that, yes, at least at least one Xehanort knows, <laughs> but they seem to not care, like, or, no. maybe, or at least they seem to not see it as a finding it to be a worthwhile endeavor. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of theories that, like, there is a book in the box, which the box, yeah. um, maybe that would explain why Maleficent and Pete are looking for it as of this game. Yeah, their last goal was to look for the box or to look for the book of prophecies and recoded. And then now they're looking for the box. So. Whether she knows it or not, that's just where she's going next. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's there's a lot of open doors with with Kingdom Hearts three, which is not really what I wanted out of that game. But <laughs> I'm fine with it because the open doors are not they are more they are plot questions. They aren't character mm -hmm. arc questions like I, I have. Character arc endings for all the characters. I don't necessarily like all of them, but all of the characters, their arcs can end here if we don't want to follow them further. Um, and that the plot is left open and we can go on new adventures later. That I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think I think the way it ends, I am mostly fine with outside of the Kyrie mm -hmm. stuff. But like um Outside of the Kyrie stuff, outside of the Xehanort stuff. Yeah. Uh I, for me I'll, and I'll probably yeah. be more satisfied with what remind delivers hopefully hopefully they're at, all right so i forgot about this question but i do want to mention it i don't think we'll have much to say uh but it is an interesting phrasing that i did not catch until it was asked uh also from an uh, andrea or andrea i hope i said your name right once at one of these times uh terranort says today is the day you all lose before you even face the 13 every last one of you will be torn heart from body do you think this is a future plot point? It's oddly specific. Instead of just saying they will be defeated. Also, does this mean everybody can time travel now? 
uh, I mean, this happens on screen. Like they all die. They are all, they, yeah. they are all torn heart from body, yes. and then sort of has to gather all their hearts and put them back in their bodies. Yes, but right? they've made a big deal about tearing your heart, like your heart not being in your body uh, before. That's true. Yeah. So Andrea might be right here. Yeah. That that all that does that does. As Andrea points out, that does all qualify them to be time mm-hmm. travelers if they wanted to be. Or, or maybe that is how Sora goes back and does it again. Interesting. Because that interesting because uh, ah. that that could fill in some gaps, actually, if we if we put it super does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they ask maybe that doesn't happen because Sora reset time. But I think maybe that is how Sora resets time. I am actually very happy that this question was posed because that does. It doesn't fill in the gaps completely, but it gives me um, there's more connective. It gives me like a bo- bottle of whiteout that I can <laughs> kind of cover up the questions like vaguely. And there's uh, there's kind of it's kind of messy here. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I am also glad that that was uh, I'm also glad I remembered to read it because I, I had to scroll up and I was like, oh, I had another one highlighted. But cool. Yeah. Thank thank you, everybody, for your questions. Um, I think I think that's probably all we'll cover. We've got three more reports to do and we've been doing this for an hour was you did it last so i will uh-huh. jump back into secret report 11 observations excerpt one pinned by <laughs> uh <laughs> pinned by unknown but should i should i just do the voice well i mean we it's presumable i mean we know that it's lushu slash zigbar okay well then i will do the voice i have seen it through the keyblade war exactly as written on the last page now the keyblade the master entrusted to me must be bequeathed to another. Five union leaders have been chosen from the surviving dandelions. He probably, I guess, didn't sound like this then. Oh, well. Depends on when he wrote this, I guess. Yeah, who knows? I will pass the keyblade to one of them and then continue watching. Wait a minute. Five union leaders have been chosen hmm. from the surviving dandelions. I will pass the keyblade hmm. to one of them. Have we, we have not seen Marluxia. We have not seen Lorium's keyblade yet. Or Brains. All right, we have not seen. Does he go from? Wait, wait. so maybe Bra- maybe Brain is Brig, or if he's like, I give you the Keyblade. Never mind, take the body back. Or the body, or Lushu goes from Lushu to Brain to Brig, <laughs> and he's like, I I I liked a person's body who's turned with these four letters a lot before. Let's give it a go again. Or or like maybe Bray maybe Brain is such an idiot that he has a kid and he's like, I don't know what to name it, Brag. <laughs> and Lushu's like, yoink. Yeah. Who knows? Um, he likes Zigbar now. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. So one of the dandelions either has that Keyblade or will get that Keyblade. Because um, presumably this is well, this is written when he hasn't done it yet. So I will pass the keyblade to one of them and then continue watching the future unfold. Yet it seems someone has pulled the old switcheroo. One of the five is an imposter, someone the master did not choose. They represent. Oh God, damn it! Oh fuck! They represent oh. a virus in the program, so he care. So oh, wait. They represent a virus in the program he so carefully wrote. So that confirms Brain literally it. says, I am the virus in the fuck. How have I not heard fuck. anyone say that Brain is definitely the the imposter then? Like, this confirms it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't confirm, it just, it's just it, I mean, it, it confirms points some it, strong like, kind fingers. of out, Yeah. It points some fuck. strong fingers. Uh, one of the five is an imposter. They are a virus in the program he so carefully wrote. And the re- just so the listener knows that what Joe is referring to, 
and what we both realized yeah. in this moment is that brain has this stupid monologue about how he's going to be a virus that changes the course of yada yada and then Zigbar slash Lushu describes him in those exact same terms yeah. here. Apparently, or describes someone in those exact same terms uh, here. Apparently, there is and a, that person is the traitor. Apparently, there is a famous virus called Brain, and a lot of people think that's the reference mm. there. Um, I don't care. Uh, but never. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I, I could totally see him because that would be the he. I, I used to think Strelitzia was the one that had the Book of Prophecies, and then someone stole it, and I could totally see Brain reading this thing and being like. Nah, fuck that. I'll fuck it up. Right, right, right. Huh. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The virus has begun a strange undertaking, a reckless plot to allow the five to escape into another world line. So that's probably what's happening right now with uh, the Wreck-It Ralph stuff. Surely such a thing can't be possible. We're talking about the same trick that allowed the Dandelions to transfer to other world lines after the Keyblade War. But these children are no masters. They haven't the means. Unless, of course... A certain lady of magic someone here from the future knows more than I do. Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent, okay. But she's trapped in Enchanted Dominion, so she can't fuck with shit. Right now. Last we saw her. Mm-hmm. The whole union leader thing was supposed to be by the books. Are these new events just another phase in the Master's grand plan? I think we kind of talked about the implications of that as we read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot. There is, there's a lot, but I don't feel like we need to go over it again. Let's just keep trucking with uh, number two. Yep. Secret Report 12, Observations Excerpt 2, also by Unknown, but we know it's Zigbar slash Lushu. Even on a world line with no Keyblade War, peace is but a dream. In the absence of us and our master, a darkness arrived. One that shall surely lead the world to yet another demise. Amid the chaos, I bequeath my Keyblade to one of the Union leaders, just as the master instructed. I watched as the five were sent to another world line, at no small cost. Ensuring the line of Keyblade wielders will live on. So, that we were talking about this before with with Skuld and Ventus. I don't know what the the cost is when he says no small cost, but I know at least they lose their memory. Yeah, and they go somewhere where no Keyblade war happens. But I'm gonna when the master like people talk about it as like really really long ago. I'm like I have to wonder where that rumor starts. Like who. Who remembers it? Right, like, Who remembers it? Like maybe it, it, it actually never happened in the timeline that the mo- most that, of the that's, game happens. That's kind in. of what this report is implying to me. Like that's so even, fascinating. Even on a world line with no Keyblade War, peace is but a dream. These masters are going to yeah. go there, and more than the masters do, unless Alrena becomes one later, because um, she comes through too. Right. Um, unless there's some anyway. other weird ship. Yeah. Carry on. I'm sorry. And now, Keybladeless, I must depart this land to fulfill my final task. This means casting my own body aside and sojourning my heart in, a, in vessel after vessel, as many as it takes. But I will continue gazing upon each era, one unto the next. In time, be it years or decades, centuries or millennia, I will meet the five once more. Somewhere in this cyclical history of bequeathings, a chosen one will appear and reenact the Keyblade War. When this scapegoat arrives and takes my Keyblade in hand, this will be the time to take the stage and finish my role. The Lost Masters will awaken. Sick. Okay, so he, he does some body hopping. I doubt we've seen any of them except for Brig. If I had to be real. 
Um, especially big. I would I would put Brain in the list. You think? You I don't think know because he, he bequeaths it to Brain. Maybe he bequeaths. He doesn't say who. Uh, I guess he that's says true. He, he, he doesn't say he bequeaths it to the traitor. So yeah, he says maybe, he bequeaths yeah. it to someone. I want to guess. I want to guess. It's gotta, it has to be Ventus. It literally, I think it has to be Ventus. And then Xehanort, and then Xehanort takes it when Vent, when Ventus just pops Ventus into this Ventus is like, what the fuck is this sword? <laughs> and Xehanort's like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. I uh, want that. You, d- you didn't come here with it. I just had it this whole that time. That looks yes. cool as shit. I want that. This is mine now. <laughs> I mean, that makes the most sense. I haven't seen Xehanort interact with any other... Uh, I mean, of course we haven't seen him interact with any other union leader, but he definitely has it before he possesses yeah that makes Terra. a lot of sense he definitely yeah. has it before he possesses Terra, so that rules out scold in my book um mm-hmm. huh yeah i mean who knows what happens but that's my that's my guess we know that ventus also has missing ache before that and he definitely doesn't have it in birth by sleep so mm-hmm. anyways uh i think that's mostly what there is to, to to mention that one he's at the end of his role involves coming back after the quote-unquote scapegoat xehanort makes the keyblade war happen and he can finish his role to awaken the lost masters and that's what we see in the secret uh or the 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 post credit scene um so i guess that leaves me with secret report 13 observations excerpt 3 from the from the same unknown it seems this body this name will be my last good i don't want to ever lose this voice I love you, Ziggy. The lives I have lived over the ages could fill volumes, but for now, I must focus on what matters most. I want I want the next Kingdom Heart game to just be a ripoff of Mario Odyssey, but it's Lushu body hopping. <laughs> uh, the Keyblade has been successfully passed down, generation to generation, and it seems a Keyblade Master devoted to the darkness may finally arise. Until now... Hold on. I'm sorry. My Ventus theory doesn't work. Because Xehanort meets Ventus when he's old as shit, but he sees no name when he's playing chess with Ericus at like 12 years old. Oh, right. So. So then it has to, it has to be brain. elimination. If you assume he doesn't give it, if you assume he doesn't give it to the traitor who we kind of put together as brain, you, we figure it's not Ventus. So that leaves. It leaves, it leaves brain and Ephemer. Leaves because he doesn't, he said, well, he says one of the... Well, no, it, it leaves Lorium an Ephemer. Because we assume Brain is the traitor and he wouldn't bequeath it to the traitor, presumably. So it leaves Lorium and Ephemer. Yeah, he just says one of the union leaders, which could include Brain, but probably not. I don't think, based on the, the timing, I feel like it has to be Ephemer. Because Ephemer is not around the way the other people are. Like, like Ventus right. uh, is like young when Xehanort is old. And presumably Skold is also around the same age or Lee and Isa's age. Um, uh, like Marluxia and Larxene seem older. Um, I, I'm assuming they all end up at different points in time when they escape the, the Unchained mobile game. Wait, Ephemer is not a union leader. Yeah, he is. He's one of the five. He's like the leader of the five. He's like the one that everyone tells to do all the work, but he's a union is, leader. Uh... I thought he... Wait, is he even in the... Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. You're right. Um, but my guess is Ephemer. I think Ephemer trains, like, Ericus and Xehanort. Because, like, I, I feel like it's either it's either that or Brain, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's Brain. I made a joke earlier about Ericus and Ephemer being uh, connected, but realistically, it would be more likely for Ephemer and Xehanort to be connected because they both have white hair. Who knows? It doesn't matter. But that's my guess. 
Maybe Ephemer is atoning when he helps. But that's young Ephemer. I'm just talking to myself now. Where was that? <laughs> um, I just had that revelation where I was like, wait a minute. Xehanort sees that Keyblade when he's like mm -hmm. 12. As much as I love him taking it from Ventus as a theory. Yeah. Anyways, the Keyblade has been successfully passed down, generation to generation. And it seems a Keyblade Master devoted to the darkness may finally arise. So not balancing the light. Until now, I have watched over the course of events from a distance. Perhaps the time has come to intervene. I need only play the role of a fool. <laughs> I need only play the role of a fool desirous of the Keyblade's power. I will don the mask of his ally in order to keep watch over my Keyblade from close by. The gazing eye, a Keyblade forged from the eye of the Master of Masters. He passed it to me as I have to others, and through it he can see the future. All that has ever come to pass, or all that will ever come to pass. Shit. Spanning the ages and body after body, life after life, my task has been to keep vigil over over the eye as it passes from hand to hand. It has been a long time. <laughs> Longer than I could express. But now at last, the Keyblade War has begun and Kingdom Hearts will open. A true and complete Kingdom Hearts, born of the clash between darkness and light. I will soon be reunited with my old companions, and in that moment, my long vigil will reach its end. He will return. And Kingdom Hearts 4. And Avengers Endgame. Who, who's he? Uh, probably Mom. Probably Master oh. of Masters. I would guess. Okay. I'd, yep. Who else? I mean, who else? Mm-hmm. If that's who... It's confirmed that that's who we see in the Yozora movie, so... That's, uh... That's yeah, dig probably it. it. Um, that's the episode then. Uh, where are you on the internet, Joe? Um, you can follow me on twitter.com at uh, ghost of Joe, ghost of J O. Uh, I recommend checking out uh, any podcast that I tweet about. I will, you know, that that Bed Bath podcast is still going. It's doing some shit. Beyblade is buck wild. <laughs> yeah, it's called Bed Bath and Beyblade now. Yes, yeah, it is. You have to search for that now. And yeah, I tweet about other shows as I as I make them, and uh, they come out. Interstitial is wrapping up. I also recommend checking out that season two. And uh, we don't really, I don't, we don't really do the plugs at the end of that show because of how it was produced. But uh, if you're if you're listening to Interstitial season two, and you have uh, questions for the postmortem about the uh, just if you have questions about anything that's ever happened in Interstitial, and you want us to talk about it in the postmortem after season two. Uh, send them, send them over. You can send them to memorizecast at gmail.com or DM the Twitter account the same as, uh, as we did for this episode. So, so please and thank you. Uh, and, and I, and I think that's it that I'll plug. Where are you on the internet? Hoyles. Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. That's it. Hell yeah, you can follow the show on Twitter. I just mentioned it. Uh, not the not what it is, but that you could DM us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MemorizeCast. Uh, same as the email. Also the same as the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash MemorizeCast. Uh, to get episodes early and bonus episodes, the rest of Interstitial. Um, yeah, that stuff. Other, there's other stuff with other tiers. But, uh, you know, helps us make this, sh make this show every week. Helped me buy The World Ends With You, which I need to start playing. Uh, I think I think that's about it. Our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. I think that's all the things. Um, we're on the Orange Groves Podcast Network. Uh, you can see other shows on the network and support it at theorangegroves.com. 
and uh, you you did the intro, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, so um, longtime listeners of the podcast remember a little something special. Oh shit! About answering reports uh, that we did. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done one, but uh, I decided uh, to reach out to an old friend oh, of the hell pod yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to 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 do us a solid. Um, if if you remember, we we had a fan, a listener of the show, who would write us extensively complicated uh, titles of answer reports, and this is the longest one that we've seen. Hell yeah! And Tom and Smith. Yep, yep. That's their Twitter. Uh, they are King J underscore EXE in the Got It Memorized Discord. Um, and they were they they were so excited to, to do it when I asked them, and I'm so so grateful uh in this in this rules to do again. So this has been Kingdom Hearts, re-got it memorized, birth by coded memories, interstitially dropped across 358 over two days, dreaming of chained union cross, unchained Kai, back cover uncovered by distance, sleeping through the story so far, encountering blank, <laughs> blank points that remind of final remix prologues 1 plus 5 plus 2.5 plus 2.8 plus 3 equals 9.8 Ultimania. Uh. The ultimate final secret data darkness decode file report of Ansem the Wise, formerly known as Diz, aka Darkness and Zero, not to be confused with Ansem Seeker of Darkness, the Heartless of Terra Xehanort, which was the body that of Terra possessed by the amnesiac heart of Xehanort Keyblade Master, who may or may not be the handsome, illustrious, and intelligent Jet Monkey HD Gaming, composed <laughs> with the assistance of many, but not limited to Ienzo, formerly known as Exion, the cloaked schemer, number six of Organization 13, Evan, formerly Vexen, the chilly academic, number four of Organization 13, possibly once again Vexen. <laughs> The state of his nobody-somebody status is currently unclear. Riku, Keyblade Master, who formerly referred to himself as Ansem, not to be confused with Ansem the Wise, or <laughs> Ansem Seeker of Darkness, or Zimnus, due to his previously possession by Ansem Seeker of Darkness and King Mickey, Keyblade Master and ruler of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, 20th Century Fox, and soon, if not already, <laughs> your very soul. Don't worry about it. A very definitively and final and authoritative explanation of the machinations of Neo Organization 13, formerly believed to be composed of Xehanort, 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 Xehanort and Xehanort, now revealed to be composed of Xehanort, Xehanort, and some Seeker of Darkness, Zimnus, Terra Xehanort, Vanita, Sayak, Shion, some permutation of Replica Riku, Larkscene, he who formerly was banned but is important now, I guess, so we have to talk about him, also known as Luke Sword, Marluxia, uh. and Zigbar, who is also apparently known as Lushu and is more important than formerly thought, who were all also possessed by Xehanort to some degree. In the attempt to destroy and remake the world utilizing <laughs> the, the Keyblade and Kingdom Hearts and the opposition to them provided by the Seven Guardians of Light, composed of Sora, Riku, Keyblade Master, <laughs> King Mickey, Keyblade Master, Kyrie, Lee, Axel, Lee Axel, Aqua, Keyblade Master, and Ventus, Kyrie and Lee Axel Lee being replaced at a certain point by Roxas, who does exist and deserves to exist. There, are you happy now? I said it. Please stop hitting me with your Keyblades. And Shion, yes, who also exists and deserves to exist due to unforeseen yet despised circumstances in an effort to provide a final record and chronicle of what exactly the hell happened because it's not like something is going to come along this winter and remind us of some important plot points we forgot. Woo! That's a doozy. Got, Got it. Memorized?
everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Argonautspod.com.